Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. I really do believe this with all of my heart. There's nothing more valuable that we can do going into 2022 than to hear the voice of God for ourselves. Now, I want to say this. I really do believe this, that God wants you to hear his voice for yourself. Now, I'm going to share later about how God speaks through people, how God uses the word to speak and all the other ways God speaks. But I want you to write this down. God desires to speak to me in 2022. God actually wants to, not not forced to. He doesn't have to. We don't need to twist his arm, but God desires to speak to you. God has a word for you. And I believe tonight God is going to open up ears. I believe God is going to speak a specific word to us tonight. God desires this. And I want to ask those of you that maybe don't hear the voice of God, or maybe you're in the camp or the circle or denomination that doesn't teach that God speaks today, which there's a lot of Christians that don't believe God speaks today. What kind of relationship has ever existed outside of an open line of communication with someone? Has there ever been a healthy relationship where there wasn't an open line of communication? So communication is key in our relationship with God. God desires this. Prayer has to go. Come on, help me preach Holy Spirit from just us saying things to God to us actually hearing back from God. I'm talking about not all day long God micromanaging you and telling you how to do this and how to do that and when to brush your teeth and when to go to sleep. I'm talking about having an open line of communication where God has a say in your decisions, where God has a say in your desires, where God has the ability to steer your life. For so much of our life, think about it, what say does God have? We go where we want to go, we watch what we want to watch, we do what we want to do, we listen to what we want to listen to, we get the job we want to get, we move where we want to move, we go to the church that we feel like going to, and God has little to no, (coughs) excuse me, say in our everyday life, but God wants us to be led by the Spirit. God wants to steer your life. He wants to guide you. He wants to lead you. He wants to direct you. How can we be led by the Spirit if we don't ever hear what the Spirit has to say? There's so many preachers that say God isn't speaking anymore. And they bash those that say God said this or God said that. And they get mad. They're like, you can't speak for God. And I'm thinking like, have you read the Bible? Constantly God says, you are my ambassador. What is an ambassador? It's someone that speaks on behalf of a nation or a country or a kingdom. And God says, as Christians, you are my my ambassador. So I know the religious demons are going to hate this, but you can speak for God. In fact, prophecy is speaking words from God. It's to exhort, it's to encourage, it's to build up. And so every single one of you can hear from God and the religious devils are manifesting. I know it and can also speak for God. So we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater because somebody said, God said this and it didn't come to pass. Or somebody said, God said this and it didn't really happen. Of course, we don't ever abuse that God said this or God said that. But what happens is we have shut down the voice of God in the church. And without the voice of God, we don't have direction. Without the voice of God, we don't have that intimate communication that we need in a relationship. So here's what you're left with. Dull powerless, weak religion where God doesn't move any longer. And I refuse to be a part of a relationship where I'm the only one talking. Come on, am I preaching to anyone tonight? I refuse to be a part of a relationship where God doesn't communicate back to me, where there's no passion, where there's no life. And I'm telling you, if you wonder, why are you passionate? Because I've heard his voice. 
because I've heard the voice of the shepherd and those that are true sheep, they hear the shepherd and they follow the shepherd. So this is being led by the spirit. You got to make a choice saying, God, direct me in 2022. God, lead me in 2022. And let me, let me, let me just say this. Where has you led you? Where is you, your voice and your leadership ever got you? It's only got you into trouble. When I steered my life for 19 years, when I led myself for 19 years, I always ended up in a mess. I always ended up broken. I always ended up left dry. But when the Holy Spirit leads you, come on, do I have anybody witness to this in the chat tonight? When the Holy Spirit guides you, when the Holy Spirit directs you, there's life, there's passion, there's joy, there's breakthrough, there's answered prayer, there's newness, there's healing, there's deliverance when the Holy Spirit leads you. So you don't have to believe God speaks. You could be one of those Christians that's dry and dead and is all head knowledge. I refuse to be that. You can call me what you want, but you can't say I don't have passion. You can't say I'm not living an integral holy life because I'm following the Spirit. I'm being led by the Spirit. And so I come against every religious spirit that says God doesn't speak anymore. I come against every demonic power that's tried to shut the voice of God down in your life. We come against every spirit of pride, envy, jealousy, religion, every demonic theology and doctrines of devils that says God is silent, God is stagnant, and God is far off. I know we might look on the news and it feels like God is on vacation, but I came to tell somebody that God is working even when you don't see it, that there is a move of God happening globally, that God's power and God's spirit is moving on your behalf even now. Behind the scenes, God is on the move. So yes, God speaks. Yes, the power of God is available today and the voice of God is currently under attack in 2022. Not from the devil, not from the demons, not from the unbelievers. It's under attack by the church. A lot of people say, don't follow anyone that claims to hear from God. They are attacking the voice of God and God's voice is under attack. And I'm gonna show you later on tonight. So don't leave how to know if God speaks if it's a word from God. How do I know if it's really God speaking to me? How do I know if it's not just a demonic spirit or another spirit? Or how do I know God's actually speaking to me? I want to tell you that you must hear the voice of God. Write this down to maintain a healthy relationship. Sadly, many Christians don't have a healthy relationship with God because they don't hear the voice of God because they've been abused by a God told me or someone's used it for their own gain. Again, we don't want to throw out the voice of God just because there's been abuse. We need to ask the Lord to speak to us every day. Ask the Lord, God, I want to hear your voice. God, I want to know you. God, I want to believe your word. I need you to speak to my heart. We're not talking about God shouting to you or God speaking audibly, but we're talking about all the ways that God speaks. Now, God can speak audibly and God can speak. Let me just preface everything by this. God can speak however he wants to speak. He doesn't need Isaiah's permission. He doesn't need your permission. He doesn't need a Facebook theologian, a YouTube prophet, or a couch potato to tell him how to speak or how he can speak to a person. God can speak however he wants to speak. But the question is, am I going to position myself to be able to hear what God is saying? And I would challenge that God is speaking to all of you, that if you are a believer, if you're a Christian, if you're a sheep, if you're a follower of Jesus, then God is speaking to you. It's just that you're probably not listening. Now, the Holy Spirit, the Bible describes, is a person. I don't know anyone personally who's a person that doesn't speak. So to think that the Holy Spirit doesn't want to speak to you or doesn't have something to say to you is to say the Holy Spirit's not a person. And the Bible says he's a person. And when we don't listen to the Holy Spirit, when we don't acknowledge the Holy Spirit, we grieve him. 
And even though many of us have grieved the Holy Spirit by not listening to his voice, tonight he's calling us back to repentance. He keeps calling us back to our first love. He keeps calling us back to passion. And so I believe God wants us to position ourselves in a place where we can start being led by the Spirit, not led by emotions or the flesh. How many of you are tired of being led by your flesh? How can I be led by the Spirit if I never follow the instructions of the Holy Spirit or even hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? People say, Isaiah, I want to be led by the Holy Spirit, but I don't hear the Holy Spirit's voice. I am tired of being led by emotions. Friend, do not be led by stress. Do not be led by anxiety. Do not be led by depression. Do not be led by your emotions. Your emotions are going to lie to you. Your heart is exceedingly wicked. It's going to lie to you. It's going to tell you, you don't want to pray. You don't want to fast. You don't want to serve God. You don't want to be in a godly relationship. You don't want to pursue things of holiness and righteousness. And if we follow our emotions one day, our emotions are all over the place. One day we're happy. One day we're sad. One day we feel good. One day we don't feel good. One day we're sick in our body and we don't feel like praying or reading or preaching. But you know what? I've decided I'm not following what's going on in my body. And there's a lot of you watching that are sick in body. And this is a word for you. I'm not following what's going on in my physical body. I'm not following what the desires of my flesh want me to follow. I'm not following a family member. I'm not following a coworker. I'm not following my boss or this person or that person. I am following the Holy Spirit. How? I'm led by his voice. I follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. I hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. I want God to communicate me all through the Old Testament. God is communicating with humanity. And then all through the New Testament, by the power of the Holy Spirit, God is communicating with humanity. So how does God speak to humanity? Through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, I've taught you guys this before is the way God functions on the earth. It's through the Holy Spirit. Jesus is in heaven, the right hand of the Father, making intercession on our behalf. God the Father on the throne and the Holy Spirit representing the Father and the Son, equally God, all part, all part God, fully, fully powerful in everything that God is. And the Holy Spirit speaking as God's representative on the earth, the power of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. So that's the way God communicates. And guess where the Holy Spirit lives? I told you guys last week, his resident address is you. He does not live in temples made by hands, the Bible says, but he lives in human beings. The Bible says we are spiritual houses for the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit living in us has something to say to you. He wants to talk to you and we need to turn our ears to listen. The voice of God has changed my entire life. My encounter with God, if you don't know my testimony, it's on YouTube, was going from being an atheist, coming to an altar and hearing the audible voice of God. And it was the voice of God that said, Isaiah, I want all of you. I want you to follow me. And it changed everything. Nobody can hear the audible voice of God and remain an atheist. And when the God of the universe, this is personal to me, audibly i was not full of the holy spirit audibly spoke my name everything changed in my life that burning bush moment where god said isaiah i have a plan for you i don't want 99.9 percent .9 of you if you guys know my testimony i don't want a part of you i want everything and friend let me tell you this contrary to popular belief you heard it here first the jesus of the bible is the same jesus today the jesus that back then said, lay everything down or you can't follow me, is the same Jesus today saying, lay everything down and follow me. You must repent. You must lay everything down. This whole tickle me Elmo, 
pick up your pick up your uh, sinner's prayer card is not scriptural this whole invite jesus in your heart is not scriptural we just need to accept jesus that's not in the bible what we need to do is lay our life down repent of our sin be baptized and receive the holy spirit and follow jesus otherwise we're not worthy so get out of here with this weak gospel with this powerless god that doesn't speak doesn't heal doesn't deliver where you just follow him jesus says no i'm sorry where he just follows you jesus said no you follow me i don't follow you so friend i want to tell you that god has zero interest and being being a part of your little carnal christian life he doesn't want to follow you he doesn't want to be your accessory he doesn't want to be your handbag to your wardrobe he doesn't want to be your fries the side of your meal jesus is an all-consuming fire that wants every part of you that is calling us to pick up our cross and follow him in 2022 you don't accept him in your heart you pick up your cross and you follow him and we need this gospel preaching we need to stop with the soft water down stop listening to it stop following it we need repentance back in the church now when jesus describes our relationship with him he describes it as a relationship with a shepherd and a sheep and in fact the true mark of being a christian is the sheep actually hearing his voice so this is not a secondary issue go there's isaiah doing another spiritual video about hearing the voice of god this is essential to being a christian john chapter 10 verse 3 to him the shepherd the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out so he goes okay here's the mark of a true believer they hear his voice so this is friend this is being a believer is we hear the voice of god outside of hearing the voice of god i've lost relationship with the shepherd verse four he says and when he brings him out of his own sheep he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice so we hear him now we follow him because why are we hearing him why are we following him because we know his voice if we don't know the voice we can't properly follow the shepherd in verse 5 of john 10 he says yet they being the sheep will by no means follow a stranger but they flee from the stranger for they don't know the voice of the stranger so john says listen this is about hearing his voice following his voice knowing the voice and then and, and that's where the obedience comes and then we're able to obey him and if you hear the voice of god here's what happens you don't fall into deception you don't fall into false teachers you don't fall on the these watered down lukewarm teachers that preach a watered down lukewarm gospel because you know the voice of the shepherd and when these false teachers rise up and say oh you don't need to hear god oh jesus just wants you to accept him in your heart and the gifts aren't for today and you don't need to live holy and you know the holy spirit's not for everybody and you don't have to walk in the gifts and you know god is sovereign if he wants to do that he'll do it and you don't need to cast out devils that's an extra ministry and you don't need to heal the sick you go wait a minute no 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 that's a stranger's voice i know the voice of the shepherd jesus told me to go lay hands on the sick jesus told me to go cast out devils jesus told me to go preach the gospel jesus told me to go raise the dead jesus told me to live a holy life jesus told me not to lust so if you're telling me something that's contrary to the voice of the shepherd i'm not following the stranger's voice so he says in he says in uh, verse five they don't follow the stranger but what do they do they run from the stranger they run from other voices they run from the voice of demonic spirits they run from the voice of false teaching they run from the voice of this watered down lukewarm carnal christianity because you say no i know the voice of my shepherd i know that i'm listening to god i know this is what god is saying because god's voice matches yours your voice that's the word of god that goes into the same nature as god god is not going to say if you want a prophetic word you have to sow 
$60. God is not going to abuse people. God is not going to be rude and impatient with people. God is not arrogant. God is not abusive when he speaks over things over people's life. God is not arrogant the way some of these preachers and pastors are, these false voices, and God does not preach a cheap gospel. So that's a stranger's voice. Paul said it's another gospel, another Jesus, and another spirit that's preaching and bringing another gospel. The gospel that Jesus preached was repentance. Repent of your sin, turn from your wicked ways, and follow me. You don't get to follow you. You don't get to have it Burger King your way, Baskin Robbins, McDonald's, smile all the time. This is not a hometown buffet. This is follow me. So any voice that's not speaking in accordance with that is the stranger's voice. But I want you to watch in what he says in verse 16. I have other sheep which are not of this fold. I must bring them also. And they will hear my voice and they will become one flock with one shepherd. So here's what he says. Here's how you get unity. I have you guys. You're my sheep. You're following me. But I have other sheep. In other words, don't think that you're the only one that's right, Isaiah or preachers. Don't think, oh, we're right. Our denomination knows it all. Our camp knows it all. We're the ones that have the full picture of God and everybody else is wrong. No, he goes, I have other sheep which are not, which are not of this fold, but I, and I must bring them also. And they will hear my voice and they will become one flock, not just Jews, but also Gentiles. They're going to become one flock with one shepherd. So this is unity. We gain unity not by creating pastors' luncheons and picnics and parties and all that or having agreement on this theological issue. It's that we all hear the voice of the Lord. We're all hearing the same voice. So you might say, okay, I don't agree with you in this area, but you know what? We're all hearing the same voice. We're all hearing from the same shepherd. If you're under a pastor or a teacher that you don't believe is speaking on behalf of God, you shouldn't be going to that church. When I listen to my pastor preach, when I'm listening to leaders preach and pastors at my church, I'm listening to them as if God himself was speaking because I know that one of the ways God speaks is through people. And that's why Paul told the church of Thessalonica, I thank God for you that when I came to you, you took my words as the very voice of God. So we're 30 minutes into this broadcast, 18 minutes into the teaching portion. This is God speaking to you. If you're like, is God going to speak to me tonight? God's been speaking for 18 minutes through Isaiah Saldivar, who's a broken, empty vessel, and the Holy Spirit's able to speak. I wish, friend, hear me tonight in the chat, and I'm reading all your comments here as they come. I wish the Holy Spirit would just appear on my broadcast tonight. I wish I could make a flyer saying, I'm interviewing the Holy Spirit, and he would just appear as I, however he looks. I don't know how the Holy Spirit looks, but he would appear, and he would take my mic, and he would preach to all of us, and I would, I would be on the floor in awe of him. But here's the reality. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us tonight. The Holy Spirit is preaching to us tonight. He's just using me to do it. This is how the Holy Spirit speaks. He uses people. He uses pastors. Paul said, I thank God that when I came to you, you took it as the, as the word of God, as if God himself was speaking. Paul says, which it is. It is the word of God, the voice of God. And he says, and it went well with you because you did that. And this is how we sit under preaching. I don't care if it's a 10-year-old on the stage preaching. Lord, I'm hearing your word. I'm listening to your word. If you're going to a church and you're sitting there like, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know what he's saying there. I don't know if I should believe. And you're just questioning everything and you're this and everything and that. You shouldn't be in that church. You need to go find a place where you believe that God is speaking to your pastor and through your pastor. 
And that can only come if your pastor has a prayer life. If we're walking holy, if we're living consecrated and fasting, we need to be led by the voice of the shepherd. Remember the Holy Spirit, when Jesus left, took over the discipleship role, the teaching role, and the speaking role that Jesus had with his disciples. So the Holy Spirit says, I'm going to take over the speaking role. Jesus was speaking to the disciples, but now I'm going to take over this role. Remember in John 16, 12, Jesus tells the disciples, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. So Jesus says, I have more that I want to tell you. I have more that I want to say to you. He goes, but you have to understand that you can't bear them now. But there's a spirit coming. There's a spirit of truth coming. And when the spirit of truth comes, he's going to guide you into all truth. He was telling his disciples, there's somebody coming that's going to keep teaching you. There's somebody coming that's going to keep talking to you. And although I'm not with you in the flesh where you can touch me and feel me, I'm going to be with you through the Holy Spirit. I'm going to be speaking to you. So I've, I have not left you. I've not, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the helper, the paraclete, the empower, the one that guides you, leads you, guards you. That's the one coming. And now I'm going to speak through the person of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to forward my relationship with you through the Holy Spirit, who's a person. So now don't be scared. Don't cry about it. I have to go. Jesus said this. It's better that I leave and go to the Father because if I don't leave, the Holy Spirit's not going to come. It's better that I go be with the Father so that the Holy Spirit can come be with you. So now we have direct a- direct access to Jesus through the person of the Holy Spirit. That's John 16, 12. If you, some of you are asking for the verse there. So my life goal is then becoming about getting to know the person of the Holy Spirit. The more I understand him, the more I get to know him, the more I become like him, the more I get to know the Father, the more I get to know Christ. Remember, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you know me, you know the Father. If you've seen the Holy Spirit, you've seen the Son. If you've seen the Holy Spirit, you've seen the Father. They are three in one. And the Holy Spirit says, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to have relationship with you. I'm going to have communion with you. So in 2022, number one goal, relationship with the Holy Spirit. I need to develop my relationship with the Holy Spirit needs to grow. Just like I'm still finding out new things about my wife. I'm still finding out new things about my family, people I've known for years, 30 years. I'm like, I didn't even know that about you to my sister and my brother and my mom and my dad and different people. The Holy Spirit wants to get to know you and he wants you to get to know him. He wants you to pursue a relationship. When you wake up in the morning, you say, Holy Spirit, I want relationship today. I want to know you. I want to pursue you. I want to hear your voice. I'm going to speak to you and I want you to speak back to me. Again, it doesn't have to be the Holy Spirit micromanaging your life, but letting the Holy Spirit speak to you. Now, the Holy Spirit is going to say things that you don't want to hear. The Holy Spirit is going to say things that makes you feel uncomfortable. The Holy Spirit is going to tell you stuff. Guess what? I have a spoiler for you that doesn't line up with your dreams, that doesn't line up with your desires, that doesn't line up with your ambitions, that doesn't line up with your vision of how your life's supposed to look. But remember, I'm dead. It is no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. Now, how does Christ live in me? Through the Holy Spirit. Remember, Christ is at the right hand of the Father, so he's living in me through the Holy Spirit. Where does the Holy Spirit live? The Bible says he lives in temples. Not temples made by hands, but these earthen vessels. We are the temple that he lives in. So Jesus lives in me. How does Jesus live in me? It's no longer I live, but Christ living in me 
through the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit living in people, and the Holy Spirit desiring to communicate to you, the Holy Spirit desiring. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit says, I want to tell you stuff. Now, here's the problem. You need to decide tonight that you're not going to tell the Holy Spirit what he needs to say to you. So a lot of times we say, Holy Spirit, speak. And then we already think about what we want the Holy Spirit to say. And when the Holy Spirit says something we don't like, (coughs) excuse me, we completely disregard it. We're like, oh, I don't think I want to do that. But if you ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you, you got to be willing to submit to whatever he has to say. So maybe it's giving up something that you really like. Friend, there's no such thing as a sacrifice that doesn't cost you. And a lot of times we're like, God, I'll give you this. I'll sacrifice as long as you don't take this. As long as you don't do this. As long as I don't have to break up with this person or do this thing here. And I have to go pray for people and I have to be, you know, doing deliverance. I don't really want to do all that. But Holy Spirit, speak to me. And the Holy Spirit says, okay, go pray for that person. And you're like, um, get me on the next one, Holy Ghost. Tag me and you know, I'm not feeling good. <clears throat> I'll take the next one. Holy Spirit, please speak to me. He goes, okay, I want you to pray for an hour and a half a day. Like, oh man, well, I got to work. You know, I got to get up at six and I get home at six and I, I want to unwind. And the Holy Spirit's like, why don't you let me unwind you? And you're like, oh, I don't know about that. And the Holy Spirit goes, okay. You're like, oh, get me on the next one, Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit says, okay, stop cursing the way you curse. Oh, I don't know about all that. I mean, I'll give you 10% and I'm willing, but I've, I've, I don't think cussing is that big of a deal. And I've cussed like this my whole life and it's not that bad. And the Holy Spirit says, okay, Give up your one glass of wine. Give up your alcohol. And you're like, oh, I don't really know about that. Okay, give up your gossip. Well, you know, it's not really gossip. If it's with my family, it's my wife I'm gossiping to. So it's not. And everything the Holy Spirit says, we resist the Holy Spirit. This is what Stephen said in the book of Acts. Why do you always resist the Holy Spirit? You're stiff-necked. The Holy Spirit says, why am I going to keep speaking to you if you never actually listen? Because there comes a time where if I keep speaking and speaking and speaking and you don't listen then discipline comes it's like my daughter go clean your room go clean your room go do this and she doesn't listen okay now you now you're in trouble now you're on timeout now you're getting a spanking now the bible says god chastises them that he loves a a, a true child gets chastised but i don't want god to spank me if he doesn't have to I don't want God to put me on timeout. How many know I don't want to be on timeout? I want to obey the voice of God. And if God is saying, do this for this year, maybe God is speaking. Now I'm going to believe at the end of this, as we pray later, that God's going to give you a word. I'm believing, not that I'm going to give you a word, because I'm already going to give you a word here for an hour. I'm believing that God is going to speak a word to you tonight for this year that you can obey. It might be as simple as pray an hour a day this year. It might be as simple as read every single day. It might not be this complicated, do this, do that. But I'm telling you, if you obey the voice of God, it will change everything. You need to decide, I want to hear the voice of God. I want to be obedient to the voice of God. I'm tired of being stiff-necked. Now, one, writing this down of the conditions to hearing God is waiting on the Lord. That is a actual condition biblically to being able to hear the voice of God and this is one of the main reasons we don't hear God is we don't wait on him let me ask you this because we're getting real practical real real tonight in this teaching is do you wait on the Lord now first of all you have to ask do I hear the voice of God and maybe you're maybe you're yeah maybe you're no and it's okay there's no shame and you're not hearing from God game we're going to change that tonight we're going to pray and we're going to go into this year hearing from God but then if it's a no to the first questions I don't hear God the second question is Do I wait on the Lord? Because if I'm not waiting on the Lord, how am I going to hear from the Lord? We live in an instant generation. But friend, write this down. This changed my life when the Holy Spirit spoke this to me. 
God actually wants your time. God actually wants your time. He's jealous for your time. So even if you go in prayer, okay, this will change your life. And you go 30 minutes in prayer and you don't feel nothing. You don't hear nothing. You don't, nothing. You just, it was just dry as last year's bird's nest. You're just like, I felt nothing. You gave God 30 minutes of your time and that's valuable to God. Say it's an hour where you just wait on the Lord. God says, I actually want your time. Even if you're not getting a revelation, even if you're not falling out in the spirit, even if you're not praying in tongues, wait on me. Just be in my presence and just tell the Lord. It means something to him when you say, Lord, I'm giving you 30 minutes. I'm giving you an hour. Now, don't get all super spiritual and say, oh, only 30 minutes, brother. Don't do that because you don't even hardly give him 20 minutes a day. So don't get up in here and say, oh, it's only 30 minutes because 30 minutes is better than the nothing you're giving him now. I'm not talking about just talking throughout the day. That's great. We all do that. We all should be doing that. I'm saying, Lord, tomorrow I'm giving you an hour of my day whether that's praying, whether that's reading, whether that's sitting in your presence and meditating on the word, whether I don't, I don't care what that is, but Lord, I'm giving you that time uninterrupted, not going to turn on Netflix, not going to get on TikTok. I'm going to give you my time because the Lord actually wants your time. He's actually jealous for you. He actually wants to spend time with you. He wants that quality time. Come on. Is there anybody married up in this chat here where your wife's like, you haven't spent time with me. And you're like, I've been with you all week. And she's like, yeah, but you've been on your phone. You've been, you haven't been actually giving me time. Just like your wife or your husband, they want quality time. God says, you've been with me. I'm living in you but you're so busy all the time. And I'm preaching to myself, guys, doing this and that. And God says, stop, stop. The reason why you're so stressed out and tired all the time. And I'm again, I'm preaching right to myself tonight is Isaiah, you don't spend enough time with me. So you're always gonna do everything wrong. You're gonna break everything you touch. But if you would just give me the time that you're trying to spend hours and hours doing this and doing that and doing this for me and doing that for me and just give it to me, I could change everything. Come on, share this. Let's break 4,000 tonight. So God says, I want your time. Now, there is no shortcuts to this. There's no fast way to go about it. You must spend time in his presence. You must spend time getting to know him. If we're not prepared to give him our time, do not expect to hear from him. Let me say that again for those of you sitting in the back. If we're not prepared to give God chronological time, do not expect to hear from him. The Holy Spirit's grieved when we neglect him. When we go to prayer or we go to God, we don't say, Lord, I'll give you the next 20 or 30 minutes. Say, Lord, I'm willing to wait however long it takes to hear from you. Friend, God is not a TikTok video. God is not an Instagram reel. God is not a YouTube short. He's not a fast food drive through. You don't say, God, I'm done. And you swipe up on God when you don't want to spend time with him anymore. You wait on the Lord. That's how you get your strength renewed. And guess what, friend? God might take longer than your 30, 60 second TikTok video to speak to you. It might take longer than five minutes or 30 minutes or three minutes. But friend, listen, if you can watch a two hour Marvel movie full of a bunch of witchcraft, I promise you can wait on the Lord. If you can sit in a Chick-fil-A drive-through for 45 minutes, for a piece of chicken between two pieces of bread, then you can wait on the Lord. Is God not worth the wait? Is he not worthy of our time? When did everything else, I'm dropping bombs tonight, become more important than God? 2022, I'm giving God my time. We have to stop. Come on, we just broke 4,000. Praise the Lord. Awesome. We have to stop playing games with God. We have to stop acting like God's not that big of a deal. What does it say to God when God looks at our screen time? What does it say to God when God looks at our, how long we spend on social media and Facebook and YouTube and all of our things and friend, I 
can't stand getting on social media. I literally, my brother helps me, edits all my stuff and posts for me. Most of my stuff, I don't even post. He edits and posts. I only post when I have to because it's such a time sink. Because here's what you do on social media. You spend your entire life worrying about everybody else's life while you miss yours. Did you hear what I just said there? You spend your life worrying about everybody else's life while you miss your life. Friend, as you're doing this, as you're doing this, scrolling, 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 you're actually scrolling your life away. Your life is actually passing you by while you're looking at what your cousin Tommy ate for breakfast, while you're looking at what your aunt did yesterday at the theme park, and you're idolizing and you're you're lusting after other people's lives and wives and careers and, and accomplishments and you're jealous and it fills us up with bitterness and your life passes you by. And it's sad guys, it's heartbreaking and I, I'm, I'm wrestling with this every single day because I, I'm trying to get delivered from this. I'm trying to break out, Lord, I don't wanna be like this. God, I don't wanna just babysit my brain on my phone all the time. God, I need you to deliver me from this. I'm tired of every day just scrolling my life away on social media. This can't be all there is to life. Come on, is there anybody listening in the chat right now? There's gotta be more to life than looking at what everybody's doing on social media. There's gotta be more to life than trying to become successful at whatever job it is you have. Do you not feel the emptiness? Do you not wake up empty? feeling hungover from social media, from last thing you saw in bed was a Reddit post or a TikTok video. And first thing you do, you wake up, let me see if I got a like on my video. Let me see if anybody followed me. Let me see if anybody like, oh man, they didn't share. And all it will do is set you up for heartbreak. All it's gonna do is set you up for emptiness. But the voice of God brings life. The voice of God brings strength. The presence of God validates you in a world of empty, vain. Friend, listen, I have almost a million followers on social media, please. I'm not saying that to boast. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you. Take it from me. I don't sleep any better from when I had 10,000 to when I had a, a, almost a million. I don't sleep any better with 1,000 YouTube subs or 10,000 YouTube subs, which I had a year ago, to 300,000 will hit tomorrow. It doesn't change anything. The only place I find refuge is in the presence of God. The only place I find life is in the presence of God. So get off the ladder. Stop running on the hamster wheel of success and say, God, I need your voice. You're all that matters. If I have you, I don't need anything else. Get detox. Some of you, and I'm, I'm, I'm preaching prophetically right now because none of this is in notes, guys. Detox from social media detox from influencers and you know what most influencers some of you guys follow aren't even christians so what influence are they really bringing you you really shouldn't be following any influencer that's not a christian i will not why would i follow an influencer in the world what are they influencing me to do i want to follow godly men and women and that's it and then follow God. And so we have to stop letting all these toxins into our body, toxins into our life through social media and go to rehab, get delivered, go to spiritual rehab tonight and say, I'm getting delivered in 2022. I need to hear the voice of God. I need to experience the power of God. It's vital that I hear the voice of God. Exodus 15. Let me give you the breakdown. After being freed from slavery in Egypt, the Israelites get to this place where they're journeying through the wilderness. They're incredibly thirsty and they come upon this pool of water. However, they couldn't drink from the water because the water's bitter. So they called it Marah or bitter. They fa they're faced with this impossible situation. Moses prayed to the Lord who showed him a certain tree and revealed what action to take with it. And when Moses cast the tree into the pool, its waters were made sweet and the people could drink from it. It's a miraculous event. And watch what Exodus 15, 26 says. 
if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandment, all statutes, I will put none of these diseases on you, which I've brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So here's the primary requirement. You want to live a life of healing, Moses? You want my people to be healthy? You don't want none of these plagues to come on the people? You want to live in this middle of this pandemic where there's disease on everybody and disease everywhere? And you want to live disease-free? Ready for this? Here's the requirement. Diligently heed the voice of the Lord. And the Hebrew language, the phrase translated, if you diligently heed, means if you listen. It means don't just hear, actually listen. That's the goal here. Because there's a difference between hearing God and listening to God. My daughter can hear me say, go clean your room. But does that mean she listened to me say, go clean the room? The proof is that she actually listened as the room gets clean. And the issue in America is we have a lot of people that hear God every Sunday through a pastor, but they don't listen to God. And Jesus said, if you love me, you need to. <clears throat> you need to obey my commandments. That's how you prove your love. Don't just say you love me. This is what Jesus said. He said, prove it by action. Actually obey my commandments. Now, Jesus never said memorize it. He said, do it. Now, imagine I go to my daughter. I say, okay, your room's dirty, which it always is, by the way. You need to go clean your room. And I come back, check the room's not clean. She says, dad, I heard you. I said, okay, honey, I don't want you to hear me. I want you to listen to me. Go clean your room. An hour later goes by. Honey, why is your room not clean? She says, well, I know what you said. I memorized it. Go clean your room. That's what you said. I could, I could tell you it again. I memorized it. You, you, you said to go clean your room. And she keeps repeating. She memorized it. I, I, you said go clean your room. Did I ask you to memorize it? Did I ask you to hear me? No, I actually said go do it. Because you memorizing me saying go clean your room doesn't get your room clean. You hearing me say go clean your room doesn't get your room clean. You listening and say, I'm actually going to do what you said to do. That's what gets your room clean. So many of us, we say, well, I memorized the scripture. Well, I heard God say this and God said this and God said that. But God says, no, if you listen, I'll be your doctor. I'll make sure that you don't get sick. I'll make sure that you're well. And even if you get sick, don't even stress because he goes, I'm the God that heals. So friend, we need to stop memorizing and start doing now of course should you memorize okay someone's in the clip there's a false teacher isaiah saldivar says don't memorize the bible stop what i'm saying is don't just memorize it actually do it because you could know 100 verses and live zero you can speak in tongues and still gossip we need we need to actually have action the bible says in james if you say you have faith and there's a guy that's poor and hungry and you walk right past him what faith can that say who who, who could that save? What faith is that? That's dead faith that can't save anybody. So a lot of these guys, it's not about works, brother. It's not about works. Not about, well, James says, if you actually don't have action to back up your faith, you're, you're actually, your faith is dead. And that faith you have, is not going to save you. It can't save anybody. So yes, we need action. The, the issue in the American church is not that we have too much work. Imagine that we look at the church and go, oh, there's just too much works in the church, right? Like works are the issue. Isaiah's preaching works. Is that really the issue that we have is where there's just too much workers, the church is just too hard working? No, the issue is we got a bunch of lazy, watered-down, lukewarm preachers, pastors, and Christians They don't want to do anything for God, that want to memorize it, that have lofty arguments, but there's no demonstration. And what I'm just trying to say is, let's actually do it. 
Let's actually do it. Like, why are we listening to preachers and teachers teach you how to cast out devils that don't cast out devils? Teach you how to heal the sick that don't heal the sick. Why, why am I going to listen to you discuss the gifts of healing if you don't even pray for the sick? Why am I going to hear your teaching on the gifts of the Spirit if you don't even function in the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Well, the apostles aren't for today. Why am I going to listen to somebody that has no evidence or fruit of actually doing the work? The Bible says, be a doer, not just a hearer, for if you're here, you're just deceiving yourself. So we need to actually hear the voice of God, and we need to actually obey the voice of God. The world follows a voice. Everyone, write this down, is following a voice. And what sets us apart is that we follow the voice of God. We obey the voice of God. The world follows the voice of the news. Come on, am I preaching or am I preaching tonight? The voice follows celebrities. The voice, I'm sorry, the world follows the voice of the news. The world follows the voice of celebrities. The world follows the voice of influencers. The world follows the voice of demonic spirits. They follow the desires of their flesh. They follow the voice of the people around them. They're always following. Everybody's following a voice. But as Christians, what separates us is we follow the voice of God. For years, I obeyed Satan and I did whatever he told me to do. I didn't know it was Satan exactly. I just knew whatever the voice tells me, Whatever the voice tells me, if the voice tells me to go watch this, I'll go watch this. If the voice tells me to go with that person, I'll go with that person. And the voice tells me to drink, I'm going to go drink. Whatever the voice, I didn't know it was demons, but there were voices I thought were my own because remember, demons will make you think it's you thinking it, telling me to go do all this demonic, wicked, dark, sinful things. And I just blindly followed the voices, blindly did whatever they told me to do. This is where the world's at. But friend, one day I encountered God and said, I guess what? When I get born again, I'm following another voice. This was the garden in a nutshell. Adam and Eve went from obeying the voice of God to obeying the snake's voice. Whatever voice you obey, write this down, becomes your master. And God sends Jesus to recover the covenant that was broken that reconciles us back to the Father. God says, no more following the voice of the snake. It's time to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. No other voice matters. There's always going to be a hundred other voices pulling for my time, my energy and attention. But Lord, in 2022 and forever, I want to follow your voice. I want to know the voice of the Lord. I want to hear the voice of the Lord. Stop following the voice of the snake. And we're going to get you. Some of you that are like, I'm not offended yet. Stop, follow, stop defending the snake. Stop defending the snake. Stop saying, it's not that big of a deal, brother. Why do you have to always attack this and drinking and cussing and smoking and movies and culture and you're always, everything's demonic to you. Why are you defending the snake? Why are you defending what the snake wants you to do? Start defending God and stop asking in 2022 what's wrong with this and start asking what's right with this. I want to do things, watch things, go places that edify me. I want to hear the ever-present voice of God. Friend, hearing the voice of God is always a present action. It's always now. It's not a past thing. It's not a future thing. It's right now. God is desiring to speak now. The voice of God is real. It's alive and it wants to speak. Now, Jesus oftentimes would say, those that have ears, let them hear. Whoever or whoever has ears, let them hear. In Mark 4, 9 and Mark 4, 23, he said this, he who has an ear, let them hear. Why does he keep saying that? What does it mean to have ears to hear? Obviously, he's not talking about natural ears or physical ears because the people that were listening to him, and they had physical ears. They weren't deaf, most of them that were listening. What he was talking about was a heart condition. And early in, in early Solomon's reign as king in Israel, the Lord appeared to him in dream and asked Solomon, what do you want? God literally comes to Solomon in a dream, says, Solomon, one of the wisest men in all of scripture, he goes, Solomon, what do you want? And that's 1 Kings 3, 5. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream, and God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. 
That's what God says to Solomon. Think about this. God comes to Solomon in a dream and says, ask me whatever you want to give you. Imagine if God appeared to you and say, what would you ask God for? Anything you want. You could ask for world peace. You could ask to end world hunger. I mean, anything. God says, what do you want? And I'll give it to you. Here's Solomon's answer in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 7 through 8. Now, Lord, my God, you've made your servant king in a place of my father, David, but I'm only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you've chosen, a great people too numerous to count our number. So Solomon is confronted with a situation where things are too big for him. He can't rule these people, govern. He's overwhelmed with what God has given him. This is his response in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 9. God says, anything you want comes in a dream. Watch Solomon's response. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? Verse 10, watch what it says. The Lord was pleased that Solomon asked for this. God goes, that's the right, that's the right thing, Solomon. That's my boy. You're asking for the right thing. So what was he asking for? Anything you want on the table. God says, what do you want? You just tell me, what do you need? He says, I want a discerning heart, okay? A heart that can hear God. Jesus said, those that have ears, let them hear. Solomon says, give me a heart that can hear God. In the actual Hebrew, the, the word discerning heart or the phrase discerning heart means a hearing heart. That's literally what it means in Hebrew. So he said, give me a discerning heart. He was saying in Hebrew, give me a, a hearing heart. Let me, let my heart be able to hear what you have to say so that I can govern these people. And I, in other words, I can't do this without you. You gotta speak to me, but Lord, I wanna be able to hear you when you speak to me. So make my heart have the ability to hear your word. That's what we need to pray for tonight, is God give me a hearing heart so that I'm not living spiritually deaf. Is it possibly spiritual de spiritually deaf? Yes. You can get to a place where the Bible says you're calloused to the word, where your heart doesn't respond, where you no longer feel passion, conviction, zeal, or fire, and where your heart grows cold. And I don't want to be those ones where our heart is cold. If you feel calloused tonight, God wants to soften your heart. All right, let me give you three ways, okay? And then I'm going to give you three ways that you can know sure that God's speaking, and then I'm going to give you five quick ways you can hear the voice of God. I have seven ways in another video where I go into great detail, so I won't go over great detail on hearing God, but I'm going to go over detail how do you know this is God. Three ways. Number one, this is how you know it's God and not just you. How you can test it to make sure this is a word from God is agreement with Scripture. Does what I heard line up with what scripture has to say. If God is giving you a word, remember God is not going to contradict himself. Second Timothy chapter three, verse 16, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, for training in righteousness. So that means the Holy Spirit motivated the writers of scripture, meaning the Holy Spirit is the ultimate authority and the author of all scripture. So the person responsible of validating, writing, authorizing scripture is not going to speak a word that's contrary to scripture. So if you're getting a word for maybe the year, maybe just in your life, and, or tonight God gives you a word when we pray, and God, I don't know if this is from God, maybe it was from another spirit, or maybe it was from another voice, does it match with the word of God? Uh, uh, Isaiah 8, 19, when so someone tells you to consult mediums and spiritists, you whisper and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? So the Bible is telling us, do not consult mediums and spiritists and the dead. Consult the Lord. Why would you go to other sources when you can go to God? God is warning us to seek him, not other things. So we are not called to try to go to fortune tellers or psychics or I want to know the future. When God says, I know the future, the Holy Spirit I showed you earlier knows future events and will reveal future events to us. So God is saying, my word 
is going to line up with my word. I'm not going to speak a word. I've had people say, the Lord told me. And I'm like, listen, that can't be God. Here's why. Because it doesn't match scripture. It doesn't line up with what the scripture teaches. So the number one filter is, does it match the word? Psalms 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So he goes, if you're, if you're with God and you're in the word and you're hearing God, you're not going to walk in darkness. God is going to show you the next step. So you need to look for, you need to look for agreement with scripture. Does it agree with the word of God? Number two, this for me is one of the best ways I know if something is from God or not. Do you have a peace about it? You need to have a peace in your heart about the word of God. This is a vital way to confirm if God is speaking to you, you're going to have an inner peace about it. Colossians chapter three, verse 15. Let the peace of peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So look what he says here. Paul says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. The Greek word for rule is an arbiter or an umpire. Umpires make decisions and judgments determining whether something is right or wrong. Now let's look at Colossians 3.15 in the Amplified. Look what the Amplified says. But if you don't know what the Amplified is, it just explains what the words mean in the, in the actual text. It says, let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ rule, act as an umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state. So here's what Amplified is saying. The principle is this, the peace of God is an umpire. It tells me whether something's from God or not. It tells me whether it's a word from God or what's right or wrong, and it rules in my heart. So if there's unrest, if you're struggling, if God says, go move here, okay? For example, if God says, go marry this person, if God says, engage with this person, if God says, um, go get this job, and you're wrestling, there's a struggle within your inner man, there's this pressure to act fast, there's this caution or a red flag, that's not the peace of God. But if there's an inward peace, that umpire of your spirit, which is peace, that umpire of your heart, which is peace, is able to say, that's God, gives you that peace, then you know, okay, this is probably from God. So for me, when God says, do something, even if it sounds crazy, if I'm going to do a new venture or a new thing or whatever it could be in my life, any areas of my life where I've taken a new direction or God has spoke to me clearly, again, we're speaking of God speaking. How do I know if this is God? and there's no peace about it, I don't move. I don't act on it. I need to have the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, which is the, according to Colossians, the umpire. The peace is the umpire. It says, yes, do this, don't do that, or yes, you can, or no, you can't. So that's the peace of God. Also, another thing is when things line, or should I say number three, is when things line up right. When things line up, when God is speaking a word, he'll line the things up for you. So if God is saying, I want to get you this, I'm going to get you into this business, or I want you to get you into this, or I want you to start social media, or I want you to start streaming, or I want you to have this job. You're not going to usually have to struggle. It's not going to be a struggle. The third great way to tell is, are the circumstances lining up? Now, if God is speaking a word to you, it's not lining up. Things are not coming together. You're struggling. Whether maybe it's a house that you want to buy and you're like, God, should I buy? And God says, buy that house or move there or do that. And you just can't, the house is falling through. Things aren't working out. The car can't get this. And just nothing's working out. That's probably a sign that it wasn't a word from God. When God speaks a word, he says, okay, I want you to cross the, the Red Sea. God is going to open up the Red Sea. When God says, go to a land, Abraham, which I'm going to show you, God will show you the land he's going to send you to. When God says, start the church, he's going to provide the provision. Where there's vision, there's also 
provision. So when God is speaking a word, one of the ways that I know is like God starts lining things up. The right people come my way. The right people call me. The right doors begin to open. Now, no peace about it, but I keep trying to jam the door open. One of the things we have the tendency to do is to try to open the doors that God has locked shut. And how many know you can bang on the door all you want, you can kick on the door all you want. You can knock on the door. You can beat up the door. You can get a battering ram. But if the door is locked, just leave it alone. And some of you, I mean, after a while, you just beat that door down. It's so broken and crumbled down. And you went through that door and you got in that room and you're like, this is terrible. Why am I here? And God says, because you broke the door down. I locked the door. I shut the door. I mean, how many times? Does God have to slam the door before you break up with that girl or guy? How many times has God to show you this is not the right business move? How many times does it have to fall through before you realize God does not want you to move there? But we don't hear the voice. We don't listen to the voice. We have no confirmation. We beat the door down and God says, you're on your own. I can't help you. I'm going to honor your free will because you're beating doors down that God is locking. But we have to learn to praise in the hallway. Say, God, even if you don't open the door, I'm still going to praise you. Even if you don't open the door, I'm still going to worship you. I'm still going to shout. I'm still going to honor you. Make sure that you're not beating doors down because God will let you beat the door down. God will lock the door so that you can't open it easily, but God absolutely will let you beat the door down. And we'll see that over and over again in scripture, when people fell, when people went, went against God and went the other way. And Paul said, they're out there spreading false doctrine and they're doing their own thing. They went through a door that God didn't open. Lord, I only want to go through doors that you're opening in 2022. So let God line up the circumstances. Stop trying to force the hand of God. Now, if you start working in the flesh, forcing things, whether it's business, careers, whatever it is, uh, fill in the blank with whatever you're going through. Guess what's gonna happen? You end up marrying the guy. A month goes by, two months go by, and guess what you start thinking? Shoulda listened to my parents. Shoulda listened to my people at church. Shoulda listened to my old pastor that I left this church because he didn't agree with my relationship because I was dating a guy that's only been saved for two weeks that doesn't have the right intentions. I thought I was gonna be able to save him. Shoulda, 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 coulda, woulda, didn't. It's too late now. You're married. You're locked in. There's no opportunity for you to leave this now. You should have listened. Now, God, of course, is sovereign and grace will come in and clean up. But why are you breaking things? And then like God, some janitor, come clean it up. God says, stop breaking things just for me to pick up. Start listening to my voice. If things are falling through, if the flags are red, then you need to just follow the voice of God and not keep pushing the thing. So those are the three main ways I would say that God is going to line things up. So circumstances lining up, the word of God, lining up with the word of God and having a peace about it. Those are the ways, very powerful ways that God speaks. Now let me, or I'm sorry, those are the ways to know if it's God speaking. Now, let me give you five practical ways. And we're going to go another, maybe less than 10 minutes here. And we're going to pray five pr awesome numbers. By the way, we haven't hit these numbers in a long time. Share guys. Awesome. For the first broadcast of the year, very encouraging. I really appreciate all of you five ways that God speaks practical ways. I've heard God in all of these ways. I believe in all of these ways. Again, I've gone over some of these in videos before. Number one is through prayer. God speaks through prayer. This has to be our lifeline. Prayer is God's phone number. Write that down. Prayer is God's phone number. If you want to contact God, if you want to get a hold of God, if you want to dial in God and you're like, God, I need to get, I need to get to know a hold of you. We need to talk. I got some stuff going on. Prayer is God's phone number. The majority of words that I've gotten for direction, the times I've heard God, the radical encounters I've had, 90 plus percent of them were happening while I was praying. 
They were happening while I was praying. So make it a habit of praying throughout the day. Make it a habit of praying in the spirit. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Prayer has to be like oxygen. Do you forget to breathe? I'm like, oh, well, maybe I do when I'm preaching. Okay, but you don't. We don't forget to breathe. So God says, why do you forget to pray? Let the prayer be the oxygen to your spirit. Let it be just, I don't even think about it. Every day I pray, I breathe in, I breathe out. I talk to God when I'm in the shower, when I'm doing this, when I'm driving to work, when I'm at work, when I'm at school, when I'm homeschooling my kids, whatever I'm doing, I'm acknowledging God. This is not some religious, thus saith God prayer. This is God, I love you. God, I honor you. God, what are you doing? God, what do you want me to do? God, am I pleasing you? I worship you, I praise you. Just praying, having that open line of communication this needs to be a daily thing all day pray as much as you can let me tell you what philippians 4 6 says be anxious for nothing is anybody else anxious ever is anybody anxious about the year here we go be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be known to god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding there's peace again will guard your hearts and minds through christ jesus so god says I want you, instead of being anxious this year, instead of having anxiety all year long about this or that or what isn't working or what is working, pray about everything. With thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Let God know what's going on. And God already knows, but he wants you to acknowledge him in it and ask for his help. God will also speak through other people praying for you. So if someone's praying for you, I mean, hey, can I pray for you? And they start praying, that could also be the Holy Spirit speaking through them to speak to you if you've been asking for confirmation you've been asking for a word god will speak through prayer the absolute number one to me most underrated powerful way to hear god is in prayer if you're not praying you're playing if you're not praying you're powerless if you're not praying what are you doing we need to pray get alone with god jesus tells us the actual place that god lives people always say i want to find god where do i find god where do i go Jesus says, look, there's one geographical look, look, one geographical location in the earth where the Father lives. You want to know? It's in the secret place. And everybody has access. That's where God lives. God literally lives in the secret place. So if you want to get a hold of God, you can literally go to your secret place and you can get along with God. Okay, number two is God speaks through other people. To prophesy is to speak words from God. And God wants to use you to speak, excuse me, in the prophetic to other people can we all prophesy the bible says we all can prophesy every one of us can prophesy every one of us can speak to god and also remember new testament prophecy is not always predicting something now i know it's the time of year where every youtube channel that wants to be the judge of everything is going to come make a video and say let's look at all the prophetic words of the year and see who's right and see who's wrong and then in about a month all these youtube channels and now are going to say oh look at all these prophets they're wrong because they said this was going to happen i get it and they're going to judge the words and they think that they're god's police okay and they're going to come and judge everybody's word but i want to show you something in the new testament not all prophecy is predictive so if you're watching youtube channels or people that say oh this prediction this person didn't predict so it's not a real prophecy if somebody gives a prophetic word that is not predicting something like they say god wants to deliver you this year and they say well that's not predictive because god wants to deliver every year and they say that's not a prophetic word they're actually wrong it is a prophetic word let me show you new testament are you ready for this first corinthians 14 3. paul gives a simple definition of prophecy but everyone who prophesies speaks unto men to edification, okay? So edification, number one. Number two, exhortation. Number three, comfort. Paul says, everyone who prophesies, they edify, they exhort, and they comfort. There's no predicting in this text. 
because this is general prophecy and in my recent videos i have the levels of prophecy i go through different levels the general level one that everyone can do of prophecy is edify exhort and comfort it's not predicting future events so if somebody says this year and they prophesy over you this year god wants to deliver you don't say oh that's not a prophetic word that's all every year god wants to deliver me say oh thank you thank you for encouraging me thank you for edifying how about what what if we change the culture and christian youtube and and all this and it wasn't so hating on everybody like why do we have to hate on everybody why is it we have to make videos hating on all these people and we make oh this person prophesied that this was going to be a turnaround year and there's why are you mad about that i receive it that's what you should say when i listen to prophetic words that are general like god wants to turn it around god thank you lord I'll receive it. You could turn me around. Why are we so negative? Why do we have to, at least that person, think about this. They got a camera, got a phone, recorded a video. They were bold enough to get on there, speak the word of God. They are backing it up with scripture and then post it online. And we're going to hate on them for that. Come on guys. What are we doing in the body of Christ? Go prophesy. Are you going to mess up? Yes. But listen, I would rather be in the water with Jesus than in the dry boat with all the other disciples mess up go walk on water god will clean it up you think god is gonna think gonna ruin the kingdom of god if you give a wrong prophetic word again speak it out go for it encourage people exhort people comfort people where did paul say before you prophesy you need to make sure that you're verified by all the other youtubers you need to make sure that you have all the qualifications and you need to make sure that your pastor this and you need to make sure where's that Paul says, let me read it again for those of you that didn't listen, 1 Corinthians 14, 3, but everyone who prophesies, edification, exhortation, and comfort. And Paul says, all of you can prophesy. I have a whole video on prophecy. So basic prophecy, not predictive prophecy. Of course, if someone predicts something that doesn't come to pass, they should say, hey, I missed it. Move on, okay? We don't need to, we don't need to lynch them, drag them to the mud, put them on a cross, move on, keep going. You're gonna make it. We believe in you. Keep preaching, brother. You tried, you missed it, it's all good. Go for it, okay? We don't need to put them on the cross for missing a prophetic word. How many times have you messed up and no one put you on a cross? Don't get me riled up tonight, guys. How many times have you messed up and you weren't disqualified? So don't even don't even start trying to call everyone else out because someone could get on there and air out your dirty laundry, but we need to encourage people to prophesy. Paul said we all can prophesy. It's to encourage, it's to edify. So if you want to prophesy, hey, and you want to call your family and say, I believe this is your year for breakthrough, amen, brother. Prophesy to your heart's content, but stop being so religious and throwing water on everybody's fire. I don't know where you thought God called you to throw water and on everyone's fire, thinking that you're trying to guard the move of God. God can defend himself, the Bible says. So let other people speak for God. That's another way. People, I know that was a rant. It's okay. You needed to hear it. That's another way that God will speak through pe people, um, uh, speak to you through other people. Amos 3, 7. Indeed, the sovereign Lord never does anything until he reveals his plans to his servants, the prophets. Proverbs 19, 20. Listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. There's something about having wise counsel, having people around us that hear from God, that can speak to you on God's behalf. It's a biblical thing. Remember, a lot of times prophecy is basic, it's simple, it's one sentence, step out and God is going to give you more. But don't be discouraged. The Bible says don't despise prophecy. So stop trying to tell people they can't prophesy. Stop trying to water it down. Let the Holy Spirit speak through people. You're not God's police. Stop it. Number three, the way that God speaks is the Holy Spirit nudges you. This is when you 
Some would call a gut feeling. This is when you feel a certain way, you can't shake it. When you feel you need to do a certain thing or go a certain place or whatever it could be, that's the Holy Spirit nudging you. It's hard to explain this, but if you know, come on, type in the chat, you know. So this is the nudging of the Holy Spirit. It could be a weird feeling. Um, for me, I will say the nudging of the Holy Spirit is like butterflies. I feel something in my stomach. I know I need to step out, whether it's pray for somebody, whether it's prophesy to somebody, whether it's say something, whether it's maybe God is nudging me to uh, repent, or maybe it's God nudging me to apologize to my wife. Come on. Am I, is, is there any ladies in the chat? Husbands, I know it's so hard to apologize for us. Come on. And it's like, oh, I know I should apologize to her. And you're sitting in your office or you're sitting at work or you're in your truck, wherever you're at, venting to yourself. And you're like, oh, she made me so mad. What? But then there's that urge. Like, oh I, oh, I know I need to go. That's the Holy Spirit nudging you. That's literally him speaking to you. Go apologize to your wife. Or maybe uh, it's vice versa, the wife. You need to go apologize to your husband. Maybe it's your boss you need to go apologize to. Whatever it could be. Maybe it's someone you need to go pray for. Or like you're on the phone with your family member. And they're like, yeah, man, I'm just really going through it. You know, I've, I'm on vacation for the next week. And I'm home all by myself. And, you know, man, I'm just having non-thoughts thoughts of suicide. I've been hearing voices. And I don't really know what to do. And there's that nudge. Like, yeah, you should probably go to their house and deliver them and pray for them and cast that devil out of them. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. You don't need God to say go you just you feel the nudge you respond to the nudge if you know you know listen to the nudge of the holy spirit if you keep ignoring it it's going to get cal you're going to get calloused and insensitive spiritually deaf number four god speaks through the bible yes if you want to hear the voice of god read the bible i i kind of joke and tell people if you want to hear the voice of god read the bible out loud but really it is you cannot go wrong looking into god's word to heal to hear God's voice. Remember 2 Timothy 3.16, I read it earlier. All scripture is breathed out by God. It's profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished in all good works. So the word of God furnishes you. You want to be furnished? You want to be perfect? The Bible says the word of God. Let the word of God do that. God will speak through his word. We need to get a relationship with the word of God. We need to let the word of God speak to us. Get alone with God. God will speak through his word. I shared this before. Excuse me one second. I remember one time I was discouraged. I shared this uh, earlier on the year and I was just gotten saved and all my friends were making fun of me. All these people that I'd spent years partying with, hanging out with, I was the laughing stock. I was, Isaiah got saved. Did you hear? He's crazy. Now he heard from God and he's having a revival in his living room. And I just had, I was having a really hard time because I had no friends and I was super discouraged one day and I was moping going, God, I have no friends. I've lost all my friends and they're all making fun of me. And I'd heard like so-and-so and an ex-girlfriend said this to this person. It was just like, it was all breaking out for me. And I was thinking in my mind, I'm like the laughing stock of the city. Everybody's making fun of me. I have no friends now. All the people I spent years gaining a reputation would think I'm a joke. I opened up my Bible. No joke, friend. Hear me what I'm going to say. And I'm not saying, oh, go open your Bible and say, God speak. But absolutely, God could change your life by opening up the Bible. Here's what I opened to. I said, God, I need a word. And I opened up the Bible. It was 1 Peter 4.4. 4. Are you ready for this? This is what it said. I literally opened to this. Of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things they do. So they slander you. What? I'm sitting there in 2011, a book that's been written 2,000 years ago. And I'm going, God, all my friends are slandering you. They're making fun of me. What do I do? And why are they doing this to me? And I read, and this is what I read. First thing, of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge in the flood of destructive things they do. So they slander you. How could God speak any louder than that? I mean, that's literally 
insanely specific. Like word for word, I'm reading word for word what it says. And then the end he goes, oh, Peter goes, by the way, so they slander you. I'm like, yes, but it was God showing me, Isaiah, you're not alone. I'm speaking to you. That was a rhema word, a right now word. I broke down crying, realizing God was speaking. Remember Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is a living and it's active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. When you read the Bible, the Bible reads you. When you pick up the Bible, the Bible picks you up. When you dust off the Bible, the Bible dusts you off. Jesus said, the Spirit will lead you into truth, not into the Bible, into truth. So you got to have the Holy Spirit leading you in the Bible, speaking to you through the Bible so that you can clearly hear the Word of God. The Bible's alive, y'all. It's no joke. It's no game. Stop playing around with it. Stop putting it on the shelf. Open up the Bible every day this year. I want you to commit right now this year, every single day, I'm going to read the Bible. I don't care if it's 11.58 p.m. and you're sitting in bed going, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I didn't read the Bible today. Isaiah made me make a commitment. You open up that Bible app faster than you can say Bible and you open up the verse of the day and you read one verse and you say, I read my Bible today. I don't care what it takes. Every day in 2022, I'm reading the Bible. Every single day I'm getting, I promise it will change everything. I read the Bible in the past one time in 28 days. No, I, didn't, I haven't read the Bible one time. I read the Bible tons of times. But one time I read the Bible in 28 days. That's about two to three hours, about three hours of reading every single day. About two, two to three hours. Depends how fast you read. And it changed my life, friend. It was the best 28 days I've ever had. I felt better than I've ever felt in 28 days. Why? Because I was eating the word. I was eating the word for hours a day. I also read the Bible in 90 days, which I challenge you to do. It will change your life. Read the Bible. Gorge yourself on the word of God. Overeat the scroll. Overeat the scripture. It'll change everything. Okay, number five. Last way, guys, we're an hour and 21 minutes in, then we're going to pray. Awesome numbers. Thank you, everyone sharing. Don't leave before we pray. 4,600 people, incredible. Thank you, Lord. Number five, the way God speaks is dreams and visions. Over and over and over again, we see God speaking on dreams and visions, dreams and visions. I have entire teachings on this. Go to my channel, search the search, dreams and visions. I have tons of videos on this. Do not overlook that. Acts 2, 17, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. So friend, this is part of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Remember when they said, what is this? He said, this is that, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So for me, everything I'm doing right now, I saw in a dream and a vision. Everything I'm doing now, January 12th, 2011, God showed me in a vision. I'd be traveling, I'd be preaching, I'd be on stages, I'd be reaching millions. Now, I honestly thought I was gonna reach millions in stadiums. And then God didn't tell me that, but God told me you're gonna reach millions. He didn't say in stadiums, he just said you're gonna reach millions. And then when I go over these numbers of 89 million people reached last year views, ding, ding, ding. God told me in 2011, I was going to reach millions. I thought, oh, I got to get a stadium. I got to raise millions of dollars and I got to do the crusade. But then I realized, wait a minute. That's not what God meant by reaching millions in stadiums. He actually meant on social media. And now we're reaching two to three million people every single week. Why? It was a vision. It was a dream. It was God speaking something. So understand 
God will make himself known and speak through dreams and visions. Numbers chapter 12, verse 6. And he said, hear my words. If there's a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known to him in a vision. I will speak with him in a dream. Best verse ever where God says, I'm going to speak in a dream and in a vision right there in the book of Numbers. And God is still doing it. We know that God did that also throughout the New Testament. Okay. And some of you are asking, number three was the Holy Spirit nudges you. Okay. So number one, God speaks through prayer. Number two, God speaks through other people. Number three, the Holy Spirit nudges you. Number four, through the Bible. And number five, dreams and visions. There's a million other ways. Of course, those are not the only ways that God speaks to you. There's a million other ways that God can speak. Those are the most foundational and the most essential ways that I've seen God speak. But now we're going to pray and we're going to ask God to give us ears to hear. And we're going to ask God to give us a hearing heart. Remember, that's what Solomon prayed. Solomon, God says, Solomon, you can have anything you want. And Solomon says, Lord, going into 2022, but he didn't say 2022. He said, Lord, I want a hearing heart, a discerning heart, meaning a hearing heart. And tonight I believe that God is not only desiring to speak to you. I know he's desiring to speak to you, but I believe he's going to speak to you. But I believe God is going to give you a hearing heart this year. Guys, let this be in your mind daily. God, I want to hear from you. God, I want to know you. Build that relationship. Remember, it doesn't have to be just God talking because you're like, why well, say God doesn't talk to me when I go to prayer? God can speak through other people. God can speak through preaching. God can speak through his word. God can speak through dreams and visions. I don't really care how he speaks. I just want you to speak to me this year, God. I'm desiring. Y'all, I need this. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't go, I can't survive this year without hearing the voice of God. I can't make content without hearing the voice of God. When I look at what we did last year, 300 and whatever hours streamed and 409 videos uploaded. And I think about all the content that we've already done. I'm like, Lord, I'm running out of content. What am I going to say to these people? I don't even know what to make for a video. I sh I'm struggling to even think of an idea. I need the voice of God. I can't, I can't make content. I can't preach. I have nothing to say. I've said everything I can say a hundred times over, but God says, if you hear my voice, let me speak to you and let me speak through you. So I have to have the faith to believe that God is going to keep speaking through me to you guys. And guys, when I go live, I didn't know there's going to be 4,500 people. I don't know if there's going to be 500. I'm not guaranteed that 10 people are going to show up. I just say, Lord, I'm going to be obedient. Do I feel it? No, in my body, I don't feel it, but I'm going to be obedient because I know your word changes lives. I know that if I let you speak through me, lives will be changed. So I'm going to forget what the naysayers say. I'm going to let the haters be drowned out in the back. And I'm just going to get on here live. And I'm going to keep preaching your word. I'm going to keep being a John the Baptist. They can hate me. They can call me crazy. They can make videos about me. Lord, I'm going to keep preaching your word. I'm going to keep being passionate. I'm going to leave it all out on the field every single time. If I'm sick, if I'm not sick, if I'm tired, if I'm not tired, if I feel it, if I don't feel it, I'm going to leave it all out on the field because your people need your word. They don't need my word. They need to hear you speak tonight. And I believe the Holy Spirit has spoke to us. I know he spoke to me through me, okay? I am not exempt, y'all. The Holy Spirit spoke to me through me tonight. Father, I thank you for your word. And Lord, I pray right now, God, give us ears to hear in 2022. God, we need to hear your voice like never before. We need your power like never before. Lord, I pray that if anyone in the chat is calloused, they've lost sensitivity, they're deaf spiritually like your word says, I pray, Lord, right now that you would open up their ears. I pray that you would break deafness, that you would heal. Lord, if you could heal natural deafness, Lord, I pray that you could heal. I pray that you would heal spiritual deafness. In Jesus' name, Father, we pray over every person in the chat for healing, for breakthrough, for deliverance, for ears to be open. 
And God, I pray that they would begin to hear your voice, that their ear would be in tune in 2022 to hear your voice, God, that you would use them not only to hear your voice, but to prophesy. I feel like the Lord is saying, many of you, he wants you to prophesy. He wants you to speak his word. He wants you to speak words from God. Lord, let us be good sheep. We know that you don't drive your sheep, you lead your sheep. Come on, he doesn't drive the sheep, he leads them. And God, we know that you wanna lead us. You wanna guard us, you wanna guide us. Holy Spirit, open up our ears right now. I pray in Jesus' name, open up our ears. Break stubbornness, God, if we've resisted you. Again, I'm praying for myself, guys. I'm not above this. I'm humbling myself tonight. Lord, if I've grieved you, if there's anything in my heart that offends you, Lord, I pray tonight that you would point it out as David prayed. Point out anything in my heart that offends you, anything in my life that offends you. Break it off of me. Break all complacency off of me. Break all casualness off of me. Break, Lord, anything that is not of you. Remove it in Jesus' name. I don't want it. Get out. Satan, you have no power. Leave me in Jesus' name. Lord, I want to be obedient to you. I want this year to be the year, Father, where I'm led by your spirit. Lord, I want this to be the year where I get to know you more. I don't care about physical things. I don't care about money. I don't care about cars. I don't care about whatever it is that everyone's trying to get. Lord, I care about getting a relationship with you and knowing you more. It's the only thing that matters in my life. Father, I pray, draw me closer to you. Draw everybody in the chat closer to you. Come on, be praying for yourself as I'm praying. And Holy Spirit, I pray, going into this year, Every person listening, I pray, Lord, that you would fill them with the Holy Spirit. You want to give us this gift. <coughs> Lord, you said if we ask for the Holy Spirit, you'll give us the Holy Spirit. So tonight, every one of us, come on, every one of you, we ask for the Holy Spirit. Lord, fill us. Just put your hands out like you're receiving a gift because that's what the Holy Spirit is according to the Bible. Lord, give us the gift of the Holy Spirit according to your word. I pray right now, fill us with the Holy Spirit right now. Every person be filled with the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Baptize us, Lord, in fire. Baptize us in power. Anoint us tonight, God. The anointing that breaks the bondage, Lord, I pray tonight. I feel it right now, guys. Strong. Oh, come on, Holy Spirit. Samba robo, samba diaramaka. Rivers of living water flowing out in Jesus' name. Come on, if you can pray in the Spirit, begin to pray in the Spirit. Guys, I'm not speaking in tongues. I'm praying in the Spirit. I'm praying in tongues. There's no interpretation needed. For those of you that are like, oh, you're speaking in tongues, no interpretation. This is praying in the Spirit, Romans, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 14. Praying in the Spirit right now. Come on. Not speaking to man, but speaking to God. If that's you, pray in the Spirit. Father, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Come on, just begin to pray in the Spirit. Father, fill us with your Holy Spirit. We need your power. We need your anointing right now, Lord. And we would pray in the Spirit always that there's a strengthening when you pray in the Spirit. There's a boldness when you pray in the Spirit. Lord, strengthen our inner man. Fill us with your Holy Spirit and power. Revival now. Revival now. Hearing the voice of God is a now action. It's a now thing. It's not for yesterday, not for tomorrow, not for the next day. It's now. It's active. We don't hear the voice of God in the past. We don't hear the voice of God in the future. We hear it right now. And Lord, I pray now is the day of salvation. I pray Holy Spirit, breakthrough. Holy Spirit, breakthrough. Come on, everybody pray in the Spirit. Fill every person up, Lord. Fill us right now. Overflow, God. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way. Some of you need to repent. Yeah, now's your time to repent. This is altar call, guys. Repent. Maybe you've had a stiff neck. Maybe you've been uh, resistant to the Holy Spirit and you need to repent. Say, Lord, forgive me for not listening to you. Now's the time to repent of your sin. Now's the time to repent of not listening to God 
you get pretty much in your in this year you on the calendar you get a fresh start on the calendar but I, but god says every day you could have a fresh start with me you could be born again right now in jesus name as peter denied christ god forgave him you got a fresh start so you can get a fresh start tonight's your night to get a fresh start and start new in jesus name thank you lord that you're restoring thank you lord that you're healing thank you lord that you're filling us with the holy spirit and power thank you lord for your anointing we don't take it for granted Thank you, God, for healing bodies. I pray right now. No more sickness in Jesus' name. He said, if you obey my voice, I'll make sure that you're well and you're whole. No more sickness in Jesus' name. Father, right now, I just pray that you would bring healing over every person. If you're sick in body, lay your hands. Excuse me. Lay your hands wherever it is you're sick. I'm laying hands on myself, y'all, because I need healing. My wife needs healing. Our family's been sick. Right now, lay your hands. No more sickness in Jesus' name. We pray, Father, healing and breakthrough right now. We come against all disease and all sickness, and we command it to leave our bodies in Jesus' name. According to your word, we command all sickness to leave in Jesus' name. We command our bodies to be healed and whole. According to the word of God, spirit of infirmity, you have no power. Satan, you have no power. Sickness, go in Jesus' name. Go in Jesus' name. You have no power, sickness. You must leave in Jesus' mighty name. Father, release your healing touch over us any demons that are there we command you to go you have no place i command every unclean spirit to come up and out right now in jesus name every unclean spirit up and out in jesus name you have no power we're not playing with you satan you're not getting by tonight with a free pass we're commanding you to come out now there's no free passes for satan tonight every unclean spirit must go in jesus name every unclean power must go in jesus mighty name satan you are defeated we break your power. The Lord rebukes you in Jesus' name. Sense of taste, come back. Sense of smell, come back. Devil, go. Satan, go. In Jesus' name. Every spirit of infirmity, every spirit of lust, bitterness, resentment, suicide, depression, anxiety, fear, every spirit attached to these things. Go now into the abyss and never return. Now in Jesus' name. The blood is against you, Satan. The Lord rebukes you. We're not, we are not playing with you. You will pay tonight in Jesus' name. Come out. Come out. Father, we pray healing, deliverance. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would deliver tonight. We pray that you would heal tonight. We just pray breakthrough in Jesus' name. Breakthrough in Jesus' name. Lord, strengthen the body. Those of you that have just pain in your body, we just pray be healed. Those of you that are weak in certain areas, be healed right now in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name, be healed, be healed, be healed. Thank you, Lord. Revival fire. Let's pray over families chat. Revival fire. Come on, type it in the chat. Revival fire in families. Lord, I pray over our families in 2022. Let it be the best year ever. Spiritually, we're not talking about money, cars. Come on, guys. Stay with it. Spiritually, revival in our family this year. No more playing games. This is the year to to buckle up, to tighten up, to get serious. In our families, in our marriages, revival, supernatural, power of God. Lord, deliver our kids this year. Come on, amen, somebody. I need... Lord, deliver my kids this year. Deliver our families this year. Deliver aunts, uncles, co-workers, nieces, nephews, whoever it is around us. Revival in families. Revival families. Come on. Revival in the family in 2022, Father, we pray. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We receive your word, God. Revival in families. Oh, brother, that's too general. Come on, guys. This is, receive that word. I receive that word. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that you want to bring revival to our families. Maybe you're the only one saved. I'm believing for every one of your siblings, your parents, all of them to be saved in Jesus' name. Speak faith. Come in agreement with faith. 
not doubt, not suspicion, have faith in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for our fathers that might be stubborn. You're going to break the back of pride. Maybe your dad's stubborn. Maybe your dad has been running from God. The back of pride is being broken off your father in Jesus' name this year. Holy Spirit, break religion off our families. Deliver our kids. Bring revival fire. Unstoppable revival in our family. Unstoppable revival in our marriages. Thank you, Lord, for healing right now over every person that has COVID. We speak, be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed. I know many other pastors won't even pray for that because they are, they don't think it's real. I am not one of those pastors. I'm praying. I'm believing for healing power. If God can heal cancer, God can heal COVID. Can I get an amen? We come against it now in Jesus' name. Every cold, every flu, every COVID, every sickness, every disease, doesn't matter. We pray, Lord, bring healing right now in Jesus' name. Come up and out of the lungs. You have no power. Satan, we rebuke you. All sickness, all disease is not from God. Go in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <coughs> Healing power of God be released in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Father, release your power. Guys, keep praying, keep believing. What an awesome, awesome night. I want to challenge some of you that got blessed tonight to sow into the ministry, sow into the broadcast. If you want to give to the broadcast, you can. I know we've been live for an hour and 40 minutes. Praise the Lord, guys. Awesome night. You can give on IsaiahSaldivar.com slash partner. My Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.IsaiahSaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.